Welcome, everyone, to the L7C podcast, Buckeye Football Edition. You heard that right, Buckeye Football Edition. We have our first Ohio State Buckeyes football podcast as we are going to be previewing the season a little bit today as the season starts literally seven days from when we're recording right now. It starts next Thursday on September 2nd. So we are literally seven days out from the season. So you know him. You know this is one of his bread and butters, his individual segment, the Captain Byron Mitchell. How are you doing today, sir? I am fantastic. Woke up, ready to record some Buckeyes. We're back, baby. We're back, and we are getting the Thursday night game on Fox, 8 p.m. at Minnesota. Uh, just a little small recap, Byron. Obviously, we went to the college football playoffs last year. We, did, we, got, we, did. the, we got the vengeance that you and I spoke about since the beginning of the season against Clemson. Unfortunately, we ran into that bus all what is just Alabama's offense, especially Devontae Smith. And we didn't win the national championship. We were runner-up. And then, obviously, we lost a lot of talent. Justin Fields, obviously, was a top-20 uh, draft pick. So we were, And we've had a huge quarterback battle. Uh, just a couple of days ago, we named our starting quarterback C.J. Stroud. And right now, Byron, we're going in first. Our first game's a Big Ten game on the road Thursday night, so all eyes are going to be on us. What are you expecting from this Buckeye team, C.J. Stroud? Like, what are you looking at for this team? Um, I know we're going to start off slow because um, we have a new quarterback. Um, like you said, we had a lot of guys leave on offense and defense um, last year. Uh, so I'm expecting us to start slow. I think it'll be a good back and forth game, you know, as we're trying to get our feet wet, um, especially with CJ Stroud. We do have um, our two wire, top wide receivers returning, Chris Olave, CO2, and Garrett Wilson. Uh, I know they're going to make some big explosive plays because um, I've done that a lot last year. Um, so I think it'll be a good game. I think we will win. Um, but I'm expecting us, like I said, a slow start, and we'll eventually get it uh, probably in the second half. I think that was one of the biggest breaks for the Buckeyes that CO2 decided to stay. Yes. I said we all thought he was going to the draft, and when we wrote that thing saying he was coming back, we're like, hold on. So we're getting another year of Olave, Garrett Wilson. We have some younger wide receivers, Marvin Harrison's son and them coming up. We have our tight end, Jeremy Ruckert, set. And Master Teague is still there. I know they're still going to be – they might do running back by committee. We'll see who's starting there. But our offensive line, we lost a couple guys, but we still have some all-stars over there with Munford, who's back. Uh, Nick Pietfrey is good on the left tackle. So, dude, I think our offense is really set. I, I think just, it is. It's just the quarterback because, you know – like you said, it's a new quarterback, and we've had this thing where in Ryan Day, I mean, we've gone from Haskins, Fields, both been blowing out passing records galore, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. with the day offense. So it's like, I mean, I don't think it's boastful because we were in Buckeye Nation, but I do think Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are the two best wide receivers in the entire country. Yes, now that uh, Devontae Smith is gone. And Waddle's yes. gone. Yep. And Waddle, yep. And now uh, that one from Indiana Fry Pogel, he's gone oh, yeah. too. He, he was busting, so, our, oh, he was busting yeah. our butts. 
Yeah, so I think we I I think we have the best two in the country. So it's almost one of those things with like CJ and he's he's athletic, not to mess this up. Because there will be some growing pains, and we're gonna go over the schedule a little bit to try and find you know the buckeyes of the past six years. There's always one game where we're just like, eh, this is gonna be trap game. Trap game. So I just think that's gonna be I think the offense will be all right. But the past couple of years, though, besides the one where Chase was second place in the Heisman, the defense. The defense has been a little suspect for us. Um, we've given up, I mean, we almost gave up 70 points to Alabama just last at the championship game. We've had yeah. the big, we've had in the um, Iowa score 50-something on us in recent years. Obviously, Purdue almost having 40, had 49 on us. Mm-hmm. So what are you expecting out of the defense this year now that uh, Sean Wade's gone? We still have some good defensive ends. We're waiting to see who's going to be the next next up. We've went Bosa, Bosa, Young. So who's going to be our next? Is it going to be Tyreek Smith, Zach Harrison? Uh, is the super recruit Jack Sawyer going to do things? Like, what's our defense going to do? That's my main concern. I it, the defense is always a concern with um, the Buckeyes because, like you say, we've got a, given up a lot of points uh, to some teams in the past couple of years. I don't know. I, after that first game, I think we'll be able to tell how the defense is. Um, I hope that our cornerbacks um, step it up this year, so we're not giving mm-hmm. over two hundred plus yards to wide receivers. So, not saying that we shouldn't give up to two hundred, but like you got to keep. Wide receiver and check Devontae Smith, Fry Fobo, they both torched us um, in the Alabama and Indiana game. The Penn State uh, wide receiver smoked us too, even though we beat them pretty handily. Yes, he did too. Um, so our, I'm always confident in our defensive ends and our D line. It's just that that secondary that gives me concern. Yeah, and Sean Wade was supposed to be the next Buckeye number one corner DB and he is not he was not up to snuff of what we're used to as like a number one db like i think he was better when he was roman when he was safety a year before but when they moved him to corner i mean it hurt it hurt our team and it hurt his draft stock because people were talking about he could have been a higher up pick if besides the performances they've seen him with so i'm wondering who's going to be the next osu number one lockdown corner I don't know. I don't think we have had one in a couple of years. Uh, I think the time the last time we had a Okuda? lockdown corner, probably Okuda. Yeah, yeah, Okuda. I mean, because no one was getting past him. And then we had Chase. Like that's the thing. And we got Kerry Combs, so we're gonna see. I'm reading on College Football News that they're probably gonna run a four-two-five, which extra safety on it. But mm-hmm. I, I think with the defense, and I know. Well, people are thinking like, oh, we're in the Big Ten, whatever. But we allowed 304 yards per game. Like that's insane. And pass coverage. Oh, that was just pass coverage? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. So we're really gonna have to step that up. But I mean, we're in the Big Ten, so we'll see. And when we talk about this, if you guys have listened to our football ones, we're always focused on the conference, but we're always also thinking about what's going on around us because we expect to be at least fighting for a playoff spot, let alone getting one. So like when we're getting mid season and we're 
harping on the defense, even though we've won by 25, we're like, well, well that defense, what's that going to do against Alabama? Right. What's that going to do against Clemson? Those are what we're looking at. We know what this team is capable of, but we're measuring up against other people across the country. Uh, Byron, preseason ranking-wise, they had us at fourth in the AP and the coaches. Were you okay with that? I mean, they always rank Ohio State lower than I expect them to. Like, I'm not sure why we're not number two, mm-hmm. even though because we literally only lost to um, Alabama last year. Yep. Um, so, and they won the national championship, so I think the runner-up should be ranked number two. Mm-hmm. I think they have Clemson and Georgia ahead of us. Um, in the AP top 25, I'll just do the top five for y'all. Uh, we had Alabama one, Oklahoma two, Clemson three, OSU four, Georgia five. In the coaches poll, it was Alabama one, Clemson two, Oklahoma three, Ohio State four, Georgia five. So Oklahoma was ahead of us in both. They were three in coaches, two in AP. And I'm like, what? I'm, I guess they see something in Oklahoma that I don't see. but. They believe in Spencer Rattler that much. I mean, he is one of the, I think, top five Heisman candidates, mm-hmm. along Front with C.J. Stroud. Which is wild that C.J. is already a, <laughs> a free, like a candidate. I was like, mm. sometimes I don't like how those go because then someone just comes out of nowhere and mm-hmm. takes the trophy. But, yeah, Clemson, I was kind of shocked. I mean, I was shocked with both of them. I thought we should have been two because Clemson, they're replacing a superstar quarterback, too. Yeah. With Trevor gone and DJ, who he did play in the Northern Dame game. I know he set the passing yards record for an opponent at Northern Dame Stadium in South Bend, but they're still replacing Trevor. And right. Oklahoma, I mean, when's the last time Oklahoma's been truly relevant in the playoff discussion? Probably the year they went to the playoffs. With Which Kyler? Time? Was that they went with they went with Kyler once, if I remember. I believe it was Kyler. And then they got smoked. Right. And then they went the year with Baker because Baker was the year where they had the epic game against Georgia and they lost. Yep. But usually, yeah, they've gone twice. But usually Oklahoma is, they don't deliver like in this playoff era. They'll come, they'll lose to Iowa State, and then they're out. And speaking just a little bit on them, Byron, since we've been away, Oklahoma and Texas go into the SEC, and I know our, we've been puzzled by that, and we just came down to has because of money. It, it has to be because of money, because I don't – like, you're, you are the top two teams in the Big 12. Now, granted, that's not saying much, but you're the top two teams in the Big 12. Why would you want to go to the powerhouse that is the SEC if it's not for money? Especially Texas, because Texas has been terrible. Right. They have not been good since Colt McCoy left. Yeah. So I don't understand, like, they're thinking they're going to go compete over there. If you can't even win your own thing in the Big 12, you think you're just going to walk in there and win the SEC? That's, that's wild to me. Oklahoma is obviously better than Texas, but it's like, what are we doing? Like, if the playoffs stay at four for a little bit longer, I think we, think, we all think it's going to go to eight soon, but. If it stays yeah. at four, you just screwed yourself. Right. Because you have to be over Alabama, Georgia, mm-hmm. LSU. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M. Texas A&M, Florida. Mm-hmm. That's five that's, teams. 
that's five teams right there that you had to compete with to at least get a top four spot. And then you saw that news about like the Big Ten, ACC, Pac-12 doing their alliance or whatever the hell they're calling it. I think it was just to answer back to the SEC. They have, there's nothing formal about it, but we'll see how it goes, man. We will. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, we're number four in the both AP and coaches. We all both. We all know that these rank, rankings do matter, but it's when we get those first college football playoff rankings when we really have to start paying attention. Yep, week eight. Week eight. And week eight, let us see who we will be playing in week eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Week eight, and that will be against Penn State. Mm, always a good game. Is it at Penn State? This one is in Columbus. Oh, in Columbus, okay. Well, Byron, let's let's go to the schedule. Let's go to the Buckeye schedule. All right, let's go to the Buckeye schedule. So let's let's go through these games a little bit. Obviously, we'll do our bigger previews once these games come. But just looking at our schedule right now, we start off against Minnesota at Minnesota at night. Then the second game is versus Oregon, um, twelve p.m. And we've already talked about that. Oregon is ranked eleventh in the AP. And they are ranked 12th in the coaches. And if Oregon wins, I'll probably be a top 10 matchup. So that's a super big matchup for us right off the bat. Yep. Then, then we have Tulsa, Akron, Rutgers, Maryland. Uh, this is a part where I'm a little, little cons- not concerned. But then after Maryland, we go at Indiana and then play Penn State. And we saw how tough Indiana played us last year. Yeah, they they were right on the cusp. So then we go Indiana, Penn State, Nebraska, Purdue, which we know the history with Purdue's, and Michigan State and Michigan. So Byron, out of that schedule, like what are you expecting? Like what matchups are you a little bit concerned about? Trap gaming. Obviously, we have a huge one September 11th in the shoe against Oregon, and that place is going to be rocking. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But what? Any games sticking out to you? The two games that concern me um, is Indiana and Penn State because, one, they're back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Um, so either one could be a trap game. Um, like you said, Indiana played well against us last year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Penn State wide receiver, I'm not sure if he is still there, but he played well against us last year. And Penn State is always a tough matchup, whether it's – at the shoe or whether it's a wired out at Penn state, they're always a tough matchup. And just to have those two games back to back is concerning. Yeah. Cause they'll be traveling to Penn state. No, they'll be traveling to Indiana on October 23rd. And then Saturday, October 30th, they'll be playing Penn state in Columbus. I'm pretty sure that's going to be a night game. That'll probably be the ABC Saturday night game. But yeah, when I saw that, I was just like, Ugh. It's the same Indiana team because Indiana actually has a lot going on. I know they're playing a lot tougher schedule Mm -hmm. uh, this year because they have some big games as well. So we'll see how good they are. But, yeah, if we get past the 23rd, 30th, I think we coast. I mean, as Buckeye fans, obviously, Purdue can be 0-22 but you have to take Purdue serious or they're going to end our season. If you want to put it in perspective, Purdue's probably 
Purdue's beaten us more in the past 20 years than Michigan has. That is, yeah, that is true. <laughs> like, we just had a loss to them <laughs> with Urban, and then we lost to them with Terrell when we were the number one team in the country. I remember that game. Like, and obviously in 2002, we had to throw a Hail Mary on fourth down to win the game. Yeah. So, like, Purdue is problematic. Like, they, they, ah, it's always problematic. I'd only be my concern would be raised up a little bit again if it was at Purdue again at night. Yeah, yeah, those night games, man. It's every time, man. Anytime we're looking at a Big Ten schedule, we try and see whose night game are we for an opponent because that's going to be their only night game that's on national television. It happens every time. Purdue. I mean, Iowa wasn't a night game, but it was three thirty. But it was their only like big national televised game. Yes. That was, oof, four interceptions. Mm-hmm. Oof. But this big man, this Oregon one, that, that's the kind of crazy to at the beginning of the year. We're starting off a Big Ten game, and then we have a big, it's going to be a top 10 matchup with Oregon, 12 p.m., and the shoe. Like, that's going to be good. I, we're going to see how CJ is because that's going to be the biggest game he's going to play in college up to this point. Yeah, because he's been coming in like his backup some last year, but it's not like there were huge games that he was coming in as a backup as. So we'll see how he fares against the pressure. Um, first game, Big Ten game, that's going to be a tough, uh, especially at uh, Minnesota. It'll be at night. It's gonna, their fans are going to be there, depending on what their rules are over there in Minnesota. It's going to be rocking. Yeah, like it's it's. That first quarter is going to be very interesting. Yeah, because I think Minnesota's first game last year was a night game against Michigan, which they, they ended up winning. They both, yeah. Yeah, so we'll let Minnesota, like I said, that Minnesota at night, they, they come to play. So we'll see. We'll see, man. We're, it's gonna, it is going to be super interesting on Fox. Going to have the, hopefully they'll have the full team uh, calling it Ju- Gus Johnson. Joel Klatt, yes. Fox, the Fox crew. I miss when Gus used to say JK all day. JK <laughs> all day. I can't wait till he yells, Chris Olave. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting, man. And we play that Thursday. And like we talked about us Buckeyes, we look across the country. Once that game is over Thursday, I'm pretty sure a lot of Buckeye fans Saturday night, are going to be watching Clemson versus Georgia. That game is going to end someone's season. Because Clemson's three in the AP, Georgia's five in the AP. Clemson's two in the coaches, Georgia's five in the coaches. That's going to be a top five matchup. And I'm going to be frank, if Georgia loses, their season's probably going to be over. I'm just just going to be frank about it because we ask if they don't so if they go if they go all the way after if they lose to Clemson and then they make it to the SEC championship game, and they're probably gonna play Alabama and you're probably, probably. gonna lose. Probably. So that's two, you're done. But Georgia's had this thing where they lose sometimes to random teams like a South Carolina or a Florida. That's out. Texas AM is I feel like they're gonna take that second best team in the SEC this year, but they won't beat Alabama, I don't think, but we'll see. Because Alabama, obviously, they have they have a new quarterback too. I right. mean, 
they just Alabama's like they just load up very well, like reload very well. But will they be able to this year though? They lost Waddle Smith. They lost Patrick Certain, the number one corner. They obviously yep. lost Mac Jones. They lost Najee Harris. And these all these people got drafted in the first and second round. That's true. So it's like Bryce Young, who hasn't even played a snap and is already a millionaire because of name, image, and likeness, which is crazy. That's a lot of pressure, man. Alabama does well under pressure, though. That is true. That but they also true. have those random games that they lose to, like Auburn, and I think it was 2011 on that kick six. Well, that I can't call them random. They were the number two team, and they had Cam Newton. That's also true. But just look at Alabama. They start off the season even number 14, Miami. Hmm. And then they play Mercer, but then they play Florida at Florida, third game of the year. Yeah, some big games in the first three games. Yeah, I mean, whoo. And then obviously they got games with Texas A&M, LSU, Auburn. And then if you're looking at, let's just pull up Georgia real quick. Like, we already know they're starting off with Clemson. Then obviously they have some cakewalks after that. UAB, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Auburn. Then they'll play. Oh, man. They'll play Florida October 30th. So you'll have OSU Penn State October 30th and Georgia Florida October 30th. Oof. But that's going to be the last ranked team as of right now that they played. So they made their schedule in a way that they, they want to get that win against Clemson and be like the number two. I mean, if, that, if this would be the year to do it without them having Trevor Lawrence and uh, oh, I can't think of that running back name. Uh, Travis Etienne. Yeah, this would be. Yes, Travis This would be ETF. the year, and then Indiana, who we were just talking about, they're number seventeen, which is their highest rating, like, ever in a long time. But they start tough, man. Against at Iowa, the first game. Then they play on the eighteenth, Cincinnati. Oof. Then Penn State, Michigan State, Cincinnati Ohio State, like. It, it's it's wild, but speaking of Cincinnati, this is their best chance, I think, schedule-wise, to potentially make the playoffs. They're already starting in the top 10. They're 8 in the AP, and they are 10th in the coaches. Shout-out to our boy Luke Fickle. Okay. Shout-out Luke Fickle. You had a great yeah, team last so, year. I mean, they Almost got the, made it. Here are the two games back to back on the 18th and October 2nd at Indiana at Northern Dame. That's what Cincinnati's playing back to back. Ooh, that's it. Yes. At, they're both real games. If, in, if Cincinnati Ooh, can pull those tough. off, you got to consider them a playoff team. I felt like they got screwed last year, but that's just me. Oh, for sure. Well. But think about this. Well, Notre Dame schedule. I, I don't think they're making the playoffs this year. It's too tough. And that's another team. All four teams that made the playoffs last year, all their quarterbacks are gone. All of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Ian Justin. Book is just got drafted mm-hmm. to the Saints. Justin Fields went to the mm-hmm. Bears. Mac Jones. Um, Trevor Lawrence with the Jags. Yep. And but look Mac at Jones. this Who little stretch. Because yep. we, we give respect to Purdue on this channel. So their third game will be versus Purdue. This is Northern Dame. Next game gets number 12, oh. Wisconsin. Then from Wisconsin, Cincinnati. Oh. And then they have their at Virginia Tech. But then after oh. that, number 15, USC. And then number 10, UNC. Notre Dame set themselves in like if they win all their games, they're obviously going to be in the playoffs, but they're, they're probably going to be out of playoff contention by October 2nd because I don't think they're beating Wisconsin and Cincinnati back-to-back. Those are that's two very tough teams. This is going to be interesting, man. Like When I'm looking at these playoff spots, I honestly, because Clemson, Clemson's schedule after Georgia is, is nice and easy. Like They don't play. Right now, after Georgia, they don't, have any, they don't play anyone right as of right now. So they'll probably play okay. North Carolina in the ACC championship game because they're on opposite sides. So if things stay chalk, we all have Clemson in the playoffs. We'll have Ohio State in the playoffs. Because we're, we're going to say Alabama, but Alabama. who's going to be that fourth as of right now, preseason? Right now, preseason. Uh, I, I don't want to count out the Big 12. Is a Big 12 team right now. For now, until 2025, I think. Let's, let's, let's say Oklahoma's schedule out here. We don't even know who they're. If they got anyone tough. Oh, the schedule looks kind of poo. Not going to lie. They don't have a preseason ranked game until verse 21 text. Yeah, their schedule's. Well, they do have that number seven, Iowa State. <laughs> yes, they, Iowa State yes, they do. They and Oklahoma is known to blow a couple. So we'll see. Everyone's on the Spencer Rattler train. So if they're going to. They're... What is the highest ranked, ranked uh, Pac 12 team? Oregon. Do they have anybody in the top 10? Mm-hmm. Oregon, number mm-hmm. one, right, right, right. I mean, they, they'd Oregon? have to beat Ohio State. Uh, that Ohio State game, like if yeah, they'd have to beat Ohio. They would have State to beat Ohio State. I think the second highest one is USC, which I don't know why USC is ranked because they've been trash of the past couple of years. So I don't know because currently, from Big Ten wise, Ohio State, and this is just AP. Ohio State's four, Wisconsin's twelve. Indiana 17, Iowa's 18, Penn State's 19. Just think about that, man. We just named all those teams. Michigan, not even in the top 25 anymore. I mean, I mean, they haven't really shown greatness in the last. Oh, since since we beat them off the the walk-off. That was the best. That was the best carball team they probably had. 
double yeah. we won on the walk off. They took us to overtime or the double overtime or the revenge yeah, tour when they were supposed to yep, beat us in our defense. Was terrible, and we hung sixty something on them in Urban's last game against Michigan. <laughs> the revenge tour. What a year! So, Byron, man, what are you expecting out of these Buckeyes? You're expecting Big Ten title, playoffs. We got the first game next Thursday, which you guys know what that means if you've been with us. That means every Sunday me and Byron sit down, review the games, and then preview the next game. Okay. Do you have us losing? I'm going to say playoffs. Do you have us losing? I'm not going to say mm-hmm. I'm not going to say national championship just yet because I want to see – know how the other teams do but if our offense Mm -hmm. um can do as well as we did last year and if we can have a solid defense Mm -hmm. um way better defense than we played against alabama possible national championship but i will say that we i think we're going to make it to the playoffs. i think obviously the oregon i can't even say that the Minnesota game is going to be a coming out because it's going to be first people's first time seeing him. Oregon's going to be big. And then once we get to that Indiana, Penn State, mm-hmm. especially, if CJ Stroud is anything, anything remotely close to what Justin, I'm not saying he's going to be better than Justice, obviously not. Justin Field only lost twice and he lost in the semifinals and he lost in the championship. So, but if he if if yep. we keep plugging in these quarterbacks and they're making forty plus touchdowns and all of that, I think we do have a shot. Obviously, it's going to depend on defense. But if CJ's tuning, who out there can stop us? Obviously, we're going to have to see the defenses across the country. But right now, there's no two corners I know off my brain, and I love college football and I study this stuff a lot. Who can line up one on one with Alave and Wilson, and that's just two of them. That's true. <laughs> that is true. And we have young bucks I, who are ready to go. I don't to know either, receiver but spot. So it's like, like mm-hmm. right now, who a defense? There's no Patrick Cert in the second right now. Like who's lining up saying, "Hey, you have Alave one on one because can't double because Garrett Wilson's just as good." That's true. I, right off the top of my head, I don't know of anyone. But we'll see. Like you said, it's always you just never and know. Also, if you find a way to guard them, you got Rucker, the tight end, who was balling against Clemson. So he could go like you have two outsides. You have in the middle. Yep. We'll see what Master Teague and what they're doing with the running backs. And if you can protect Shroud, let him get in a rhythm, like outside, outside, middle, running back. You're going to have other slot receivers step up. Like, I'm excited because I, I really want to see. And Ryan Day, man, calling plays. Right. The dude, I mean, the past two quarterbacks we've had have been Heisman finalists. So, what's that? Yep. That's tight. But, man, I'm excited. Byron, anything else for our little Buckeye preview special as we get ready for September 2nd? Do we I'm, want to talk about the comments Jim Harbaugh made? I mean, it's a. It's a Buckeye podcast, so that's die trying. right to talk about your rival. But yeah, Jim Harbaugh, I mean, it's the first time he's acknowledged Ohio State in a while. He's been getting his tail kicked. He has not won a game against OSU. Honestly, I thought they were 
well, before the COVID year, I thought they were going to get rid of him, and I would have went for Indiana's coach. I'm not going to lie. I thought that would have been the move. I feel like that should have been the move, but they extended him for what, five more years for a ton of money. But he went Big Ten Media Day. Right, right, and right. He right. said, we're going to beat our rivals. We're going to die trying. So he's showing some passion. And what I want to say to Jim Harbaugh is improve it. Get to us undefeated. Do it. Do it. I it's, mean, I, I want him to improve it, too. It, I want this to be a good rivalry game. Not that the saying the ones in the past haven't been, because there have been some moments that double overtime game, like I said, is probably his best team. But come on, show us something, Jim. You got a five-year extension. Prove it. Prove your worth. I am. That ton of money. I I am happy, though. Right now, I ain't seeing it. (laughs) Now, looking at that schedule again, that Purdue and Michigan State are back-to-back, but they're in Columbus. Because that is another team that Michigan State has beat us more than Michigan in the past years. Because we, we, well, this was prime Mike D'Antoni. Oh, we know those games are always in the balance. They're obviously doing a huge rebuild, so we shouldn't have to worry about that. But yep. seeing that, thinking about like a 2013 through 15 schedule, I'll be like, oh, that's actually going to be rough. Approve it, Jim. Uh, Kevin yeah. Warren, obviously, they said they wouldn't have changed anything during the COVID stuff. We were right when we reported on the rumors that OSU was really looking to like leave the Big Ten for, e- for just a year. So we were right on those Go rumors. Independent. I mean... President Christina Johnson uh, said we like she said the same stuff. Gene Smith. So, yeah. Anything else, Byron? Before before we get ready for next Thursday? No, I think we covered it all. There's no other tone to be turned on this podcast. What What do you give in the Buckeyes record wise right now? Record wise, ah, I will love to say a perfect season. See a slip up somewhere, but. As we know, there's always a trap game. Yeah. I'm going to say, was it 12 games this year? I'm going to say, if we do slip up 11 and 1, otherwise, I hate to say 12 and I'm just going to say 11 and 1. Right now, I'm going to, I'm going to come back with it when we, after we do our Maryland review. I think we're going to get to Maryland 6 and 0. And then depending on how Indiana and Penn State go, if we get past both of those, we're going 12-0 and the big time. Because I think that would be the spot where we would lose a game. I agree. Especially, yeah. We I need to know if the Indiana game is at night. That's what I need to know. Because it's at Indiana. I need to know if it's at 12 or it's at 8. And people, if you know college football, that makes a huge difference. I need to know if it's nationally televised. It does. You would think that it didn't make a difference, but oh my god, those night games. Because if Indiana beats Northern Dame, we're we're gonna have to really think. I feel like if both Ohio State and Indiana are ranked in the top ten, I feel like it would be a night game. Oh god. Then then we're gonna have <laughs> that preview is gonna be, oh boy. We have a long way to go for that, but if you've watched Ohio State as long as we have, you just know the patterns. And October 23rd to 30th, we're going to have to watch out. Yeah. Yes, we well, are. With that being said, thank you, everyone, for listening to the L7C podcast. Y'all take care. First time we get to say this, go Bucks. 
thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.